I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Sunday League Pundits presented by Betway. I'm your host, Waz, joined by my co-host, Brett Holden. How are we doing, Brett? How are we feeling? There's no camera on you if you if you're watching on video. Yeah, I guess I should probably say that too. Yeah, I moved and I uh, can't find the cable that connects to my camera. Well, so. to be fair, we actually moved away from the Sunday League Pundits 90th Minute Studio that we had for about a year, two years almost. Yeah. Uh, it was just time to move on, right? Uh, that's life. We decided it was probably best. It wasn't, you know, everybody's been so busy. It's It wasn't really being used to its fullest capabilities, so we thought, you know, we can do a lot of things online nowadays, and that's kind of how the 90th minute originally took off was over, you know, Discord and Zoom and all that. So kind of going back to the small roots. And, you know, a lot of podcasts nowadays still do shows over Zoom and whatnot. Yeah, we still have access to to uh, other places as well. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and plus we have – I'm so pumped for our next career mode as well that will be coming out. So. Mm-hmm. That we will be working on coming up this week, too. So, yeah, it'll be fun. But let's move into club football. And while I was looking through today, we have a lot to talk about. We already talked about some of the changes. But in the world of club football, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about uh, the storylines of the Premier League this season. We're looking through the table today. We're going... The amount of storylines and things that have happened just this season was I have a scenario for you that's going to blow your mind that okay. ha- happened this season in a second. So we'll talk about that. You also have a pretty interesting debate coming up about players and potential flops mm-hmm. from the past. So we're going to talk about that. And as mentioned, our Sunday league is starting up this year or this week or well, coming week as well, but hopefully we're going to get a practice in there, but let's get into enough waffling. Uh, yes. I was looking through the Premier league table today and looking at the table, there is drama at the bottom of the table. There is drama at the top of the table. The amount of things that have happened in the middle of the table have been outstanding throughout the Premier League. But was what if I reminded you of a time where Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel went and shook hands after a game and started going at it? in between the benches after the game and like starting a scrum. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, it's been nearly a year ago, right? We're coming up. Was that, that in was August? The season. 
That was this season. That was the start of this season was. Jesus, it feels like we've been through so much. I mean, if you, th- you think about it, you know, the World Cup, the World Cup felt like a, uh, its own timeline, right? Like it's <laughs> like we, the Champions League. It's oh, geez, like I remember all the hoopla about that, and you know, at the time you would think maybe Chelsea or Tottenham would be in a, a top four race right now or fighting for a title, and that's not been the case. Yeah. So, and that was some of the things that I was going to mention. So, like I said, I don't think. Job- I don't think at the time anyone really anticipated either manager to be sacked. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I had Tottenham in my top four this year. Well, I mean, there's still a potential. Well, yeah, maybe not anymore after that uh, United game. But um, but they did draw them. But either way, what I'm trying to say is there is drama at the top of the table with Arsenal eventually bot- bottling it, which I have said from the start was going to happen. I want to go back. I'm going to go back and clip it and make sure everybody knows that I said Arsenal was fragile and going to bottle it. But either way, it still happened to City. But. You know what is more interesting to me is the relegation battle. Also, what I called from the start of the season was, clip it, sir. Leicester City is in a relegation battle and is currently tied on points with Leeds and Nottingham Forest. And Everton, who did draw Leicester uh, recently, or I believe that happened today after I watched it. Uh, I certainly watched Leicester. Either way, I will get back to that after my rant. Leicester City is uh, in front of Everton by one point. They are in a relegation battle. They could go down as well. This is a crazy season with the amount of things that have been going on. What really points or what really stands out to you right now? And then I want to talk about Leicester City and and, and Nottingham Forest. I think what stands out to me is Nottingham Forest are currently 18th in the Premier League after they signed probably 18 players in the summer. They spent so much money, signed every player they could find to try and bolster their side for the Premier League, and they're looking like they're going back to the championship. They're currently up with 30 points, Everton 29, Southampton 20, and also to see Everton 19th. That's a team that's been in the Premier League for X amount of years. As long as I've been watching football, both Everton and I think Southampton have been in the Premier League. It's... It feels like we're going into a new era of Premier League football if those two are going down, right? It's... You know, over the years, it kind of goes like you'll have a team that's been in the Premier League for years, years, eventually go down. And you also have a team from the championship come up and find their way, like Brighton, for example, even Fulham. Fulham, you know, some people thought they weren't going to do much at all this year. And look at them. They're 10th. They're mid-table. Good for them. So I think every team right now in in the relegation spot is kind of surprising, except for me, Southampton. And, you know, for your sake and Liam's sake, Lester. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Because, again, we have talked about this uh, over and over and over again. But if they go down, who on Leicester City? Oh, by the way, I did want to mention Everton did draw Leicester City on Monday. And then on Tuesday last week, Leeds drew them 1-1 as well. So that was that was where I was getting confused. But 
as we were mentioning with Lesser City, when they go down, and yes, I said when, when they go down, who is going to be on this squad? Because there is nobody who is going to want to play for Leicester City if they go down. It is absolutely beneficial for them to be able to stay up or they will have next to no team at all. Jamie Vardy will be the only one who stays only because he signed the contract. Soyuncu already agreed to a, a contract with Atletico Madrid. Uh, the amount of players that they also... Yuri Tielemans is gone. James Madison and Gauss is gone. Uh, Harvey Barnes is gone. Wilfred Ndidi is gone. Everybody is gone. Everybody is gone. Inacho, Daka, all of them are gone. Yeah. Uh, and looking, they still need to find a keeper. <laughs> I'm looking at the squad, you know. Um, I, I think probably the one player you could probably see staying is like the likes of Danny Ward, who's 29. He's worth 8 million. Um, so Yunchu has gone. I'm pretty sure. I think he, yeah, he signed a contract already with that. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Timothy Castagna maybe could stay. Um, I don't know. Like this Harvey Barnes, probably a lot of these players are gone. I'm sorry. Gone. There's no player that you can say every every player on Leicester except for Danny Ward will likely be up for sale. Yes, there there will be a suitor for every player on Leicester right now. Someone will come <laughs> flocking and they'll accept bids, right? Because they're going to need money. You know, it's they're going to have to rebuild somehow and find a way to claw back into the Premier League because it's not going to be easy. The Championship is very competitive. And yeah. continue. And the only way, the only reason Danny Ward stays on this team is because he's the most championship player on the squad. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at transfer market right now. He's valued at eight million euros or pounds. So take it as you will. Yeah. <laughs> Every there's a few players in that Leicester City squad that are worth you know thirty million, twenty million. And do you really want to keep those players <laughs> while you're in the championship? I mean, unless. Some of these players are committed to bringing the club back. Maybe they want to fight to come back to the Premier League, but the the championship's grueling, man. It's like a 48, 42-game race. Yeah. It's, you know, we talk about, like, the amount of matches in the Premier League because of the Champions League and fixture congestion. Look at the championship, man. It's Dude, wild. I'm, I'm looking at the championship right now because you mentioned, you, you were talking about, like, who's going to be coming up. Burnley's going to be coming up, uh, I believe. I, I was just looking at it as well. I believe it was Middlesbrough, uh, who is also coming up. Sorry, they're in the championship. Sheffield United is coming up. Middlesbrough's in the playoff. Luton Town is in the playoff, mm-hmm. which you have seen their away end coming in, right? Have you seen that video? I don't think so. Maybe. So when you come into the away end at Luton Town's stadium, mm-hmm. you walk through the backyards of people's houses. Oh, that wow. is going to be in the Premier League was. Uh, that's actually <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> right? Like there are there are washing lines, like like drying lines through the stairs of the stadium when you're walking in. Just because there are, it's in a, a housing area. It's insane. But uh, I was looking at because you know Sunderland's my squad. Sunderland has a, a, a game against 
uh, one more game because they play 46 matches, I believe, in the championship. They have one more game in the championship against Preston on Monday. And then they are two points away from being in the playoff behind Millwall. And Millwall Millwall plays against Blackburn Rovers on May 8th. They could make the playoff as well. But like you said, the championship is grueling. The championship is very grueling. And like Liam said, and I'm not saying that they could become the next Sunderland, but Sunderland saw a very, very ungraceful fall because a lot of people left after they went to the championship. Leicester City could face the same fate. But I think Leicester have a slight advantage in that their players are actually valued something. I don't know how much that can really benefit the club. Like, True. If you look at a player like James Madison, what is he truly valued at? Because transfer market has him valued at $55 million. But, like... I know. I think a team that'll go after him is probably Manchester United. They could probably use a player like James Madison. But do you want really want to play for a pay for a player who's been kind of injury prone and we haven't really seen the best out of him in a few years? Like how oh, much Paul is James Pogba, Madison? You mean? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's interesting. I, I don't know how much yeah. James Madison's really valued at. Is fifty five million the right price tag? God no, absolutely not. But I guess so. Yes, yes, it is. I guess because of the market, but I wouldn't pay that. I would pay like thirty-five, maybe. Like, but I sorry, understand why. Cut you off. Um, Leicester City's market. So Leicester City's midfield market value right now is one hundred and seventy-three million. Their defense is one hundred and sixty-one million, and their attack is ninety-eight million. I believe this is in pounds. No, this is euros. They- euros. Even if they get between 91 to 120 of that value, they'd be able to get well, not even if, if they're able to get between 91 to yeah. even 110 mil, even 100, they're in good shape to get back but into the Premier League. Also, you have to find ways to replace some of these players, right? You can't just offload, 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 yeah. and not have players to come back. Like, you know, also Ricardo Pereira, man, like that guy used to be one of the best fullbacks in the premier league yeah one injury and now he's worth it 12 million euros like so you and chu i remember there was a time where he was hailed as one of the best defenders in the premier league and no one really talked like i I remember absolutely victimized in the euros man (laughs) jerky was this sleeping giant and then he went into the euros and just went it was bad remember 2020 so Yunchu named part of Premier League Team of the Year. <laughs> Dude, I hyped him up so hard too. <laughs> wow, that was so dumb. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously he had an injury, and it just derails you, man. That's football. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and that was, I believe it was an early season injury, if not like preseason injury. Jesus Christ. Have you seen the 2020 team of the year? So the 2020 Premier League team of the year had Mane up front, Jamie Vardy, Aubameyang. In the midfield, you had, I'm pretty sure, Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Henderson, Robertson in the back, so Yunchu, Van Dyke, Trent, and Nick Pope. 
So that was the year, obviously, you know, uh, Liverpool won. The, that was the COVID year. They won it, and they had no fans there. And yeah, it, that was a that was a tie. Oh, never mind. That was David Silva, not Bernardo Silva. <laughs> That's even better. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's um, so much better. Yeah, and that it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's all I could say. So Yunchu once in the team of the year, and now he's worth ten million, twelve million. It's crazy. Uh, just how the mighty have fallen, right here, yeah. Maguire. Alrighty, uh, we spent a lot of time at the bottom. Spent a lot of time dumping on Leicester City, rightfully so. Let's kind of move up here. Let's talk about. We talk about a lot of Chelsea, uh, rightfully so. Because they're sitting in 12th right now. Nine points. Let's not forget about this, though. Chelsea is nine points out of a relegation spot at the moment. Uh, where Tottenham, Liverpool, Manchester United, Newcastle United, just as everybody expected, Arsenal and Manchester City are the top six teams. But I want to talk specifically about Brighton. Brighton had this unbelievable start to the year. Graham Potter looked like the next Sir Alex Ferguson, basically. He gets the look after Tuchel gets fired. Does not go very well with Chelsea. Now he gets sacked and Brighton sitting, well, not too far out of a potential spot for European football but not as close as they did before. You were really high on Brighton, but right now, last five games, win, loss, win, loss, win. So what's going on with Brighton? Oh, I I don't think anything's really happening. I mean, they just defeated Wolves 6-1, and they lost to 4-3-1. Like, you know, some results haven't gone their way, but, you know, I think that's just, I, they've had an impressive season so far, right? I, I don't think anything's wrong. I think they've got a good, really good manager and Zerbi. Uh, uh, I haven't watched them too closely recently, but I just think they're in one of those slumps where it's like win loss, win loss, win loss. It's not like n- nothing's really wrong. It's just maybe a lot of matches, fatigue could be setting in, injuries. I haven't really looked at the way they've played, so it's hard to say with Brighton. But they've had a impressive season nonetheless, and they can they can still get Europe, right? Like they're two points back of fifth. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, two points back of uh, sixth. So they, they can definitely cause some, you know, upsets here and there. They play Arsenal. They play Man City. And then some of the – Newcastle, Southampton, Villa. Like they were, I think they can probably get some big points here. Yeah, but think about how big they were at the start of the season. They beat United in the start of the season. They had the big – they went on an unbeaten run for a little bit to start the year. Then they slaughter Leicester 5-2, draw Liverpool 3-3. Like, they had a really good start to the season, beat Chelsea. And then Potter leaves because he goes and takes the opportunity, as he should. But then he's he gets sacked. Like, he, I, think- I don't know. Maybe this is more of a – less than a question about – uh, Brighton and more of a question about Graham I think, Potter. I think for Brighton, the mission was to do better than last season, and so far they've done that. Last season, they finished in ninth with 51 points. 
so far this year they have they're in eighth with 52 points. So if they can get a few more points, potentially get seventh or sixth, you know, mission accomplished. They 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 did better than last year. You know, you can only get go up, and that's what they've done. So credit to them. I, I think they're right where they're supposed to be, and they definitely want more. Fair. I, I guess where I'm trying to go is this is less of a question about Brighton and more of a question about Graham Potter. Oh, okay. Because then, but I, I 100% agree with you. I, I guess I do agree with what you're saying there about Brighton. But Potter's gone. I guess more the question is, did he make the right decision? Um, financially, yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He, he, you know, when a contract like that comes your way, it's hard to say no. And especially for a club like Chelsea, like think about it. Your grandpa at the time, this fat contract comes your way and you have an opportunity to, you know, manage one of the most popular best teams in England on paper. You, you have a chance to, you know, possibly manage in the Champions League in Europe, you know, maybe push for a Premier League title with the, you know, financial backing. And everything just did not go his way. You know, the players, I, I think he just had trouble managing that kind of squad. Uh, some of the egos. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably the case. Just some of those players are so popular and in, in their head. And it's, it's tough to manage superstars. And I think that's what really went wrong with Potter. Did I tell you in Toronto when uh, I was walking to the Toronto FC game, I saw Mudrik Chelsea kit? I mean, if you if you're a Ukrainian and you're a Chelsea supporter, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I thought the exact same thing, but I walked past him and I was like, "Nice, cool kid." Uh, but uh, okay, enough ragging on Chelsea. Enough ragging on Chelsea. So, uh, last thing, I'll say one thing about Chelsea. Okay, I got a sneaking suspicion. Hot take about Chelsea: they finish fifteenth in the league. Whoa! Oh my! Really? To finish the season, Chelsea of Man City, Man United, and Newcastle. How many points do we see them taking out of those games? They're they can barely win a game as it is. Man, uh, maybe maybe one against United. Maybe one against United United if United is sleeping. Chelsea haven't won a game since like March 11th in the Premier League. That's that is horrendous. Am I that are my what, eyes deceiving me? Chelsea's next game is also against Arsenal by the way. There you go. So I don't like they have Forest coming up and that's their and Bournemouth. You can get maybe six four points out of that. Forest but- Forrest is also fighting again for uh, relegation too. What is what is Chelsea fighting for? Um, Conference League? No, no, not even. They're not even close. So they are not even. They have thirty nine points. Liverpool is fifty six. Don't be surprised if Chelsea finish fifteenth in the Premier League. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about in the Premier League. Okay. Before we talk about United, because we haven't talked about United. And then we'll move on. I know. But we have to talk about United, I guess. But last thing I want to mention. This is more of a quick quiz question for you. Name the most boring squad in the Premier League. Go. The most boring squad in the Premier League? Yes. Ooh. Am I... Um... 
You know who it is. There's one right answer. Tottenham? Mm. No, but... Liverpool? <laughs> no. You're thinking too too big, too big. Ch- Chelsea. Too big. I've never been excited about Chelsea. <laughs> That's also fair. You're still thinking too big. West Ham? Still too big, but not a bad guess. Most boring squad in the Premier League? Yeah. Fulham. No. Bournemouth. No. Wolves. Holy shit. Yes, absolutely Wolves. <laughs> absolutely Wolves. Minus 21 in goal differential. They have 29 goals. 29 goals. Only two teams that have less are Everton, who's 19th, and Southampton, who is 20th. Like, huh. grow up. Grow up. This team should be so much better. So much better. The squad that they have is, like, objectively really good. Objectively really good. And they're just shit. Shit every year. Ruben Neves, unbelievable player. Semedo, great player. Johnny, I like Johnny. João Moutinho, baller. Daniel Podence, underrated baller. Mario Lamina, I kind of like him as well. Neto, great. Adama Traore is disappointing, but he is absolutely streets won't forget. Raul Jimenez has fallen off, but understandably, he had a horrendous injury. Quang Hee Chan, electric. Mateus Cunha, very good player. Diego Costa is on this freaking team, man. Like, this is should be a much more exciting team to watch. And they're so boring. I honestly th- forgot Diego Costa existed until he joined Wolves. I thought that Dude, guy just disappeared from football. And then life in general, you never heard about him. And then he comes back. I think he went to Brazil for a bit. I think you're right. I think you're and right. And China. Yeah. China. Guangdong Tigers. Meow. Uh, 50 goals against as well. 50 goals against. This team, like Jose Sa, is not a pushover goalkeeper either. But the thing is, too, like they still win matches. I mean, they've lost seventeen, so also not great. But they, when they win matches, it's like one nil. You're like, what? Why are why why are we out here? What are we doing here? <laughs> it's so it's such frustrating ball yeah. to watch because you want to see them. I don't know. Maybe it is the players. It could very well be the players. But it, it's it's so upsetting because well, they should be better. 2-0 against Crystal Palace, 2-0 against Brentford, 1-0 against Chelsea. Like, it's boring. 1-0 against Wolves. Like, so boring, dude. Yeah, and then, I mean, they got four more Premier League matches left. They've got Villa, United, Everton, and Arsenal. And, you know, the team really kind of above them in the standings, I believe, is Chelsea. And Bournemouth, and you know it really like don't be like that's why, I'm, that's why I'm not saying that's why I'm saying Chelsea may finish 15th is because of, yeah you know so I don't know it's tough maybe 14th but yeah Wolves nothing really stands out to me about them then not anymore they used to be like a you know top eight top ten team so yeah oh absolutely when Nuno was there absolutely that was the thing Nuno left and they just haven't been able to catch that lightning in a bottle again almost mm-hmm. relegated last year too like it, it's it's unfortunate but uh um you mentioned as well just i want to give a quick shout out too because 
Not a lot of props given to Bournemouth coming into the season, mm -hmm. but 13th is nice, so that's good for them. Okay. Um, I just want to mention one thing. I, I mentioned uh, – we mentioned Diego Costa and how he went to China. Uh, yeah. Throwback to Oscar, who used to play for Chelsea, who generally just left for China and <laughs> has stayed there ever since. He's still in China. He plays for Shanghai Port. He's been there from 27 to 2022, and I, I, I guess he wants to be a club legend. I mean, fair play. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He made a lot of money, which is that's fine. That's cool. And maybe he was the type of player who just didn't want to be in the spotlight. Like, he loved playing football. He played for the Brazilian national team. And I think the pressures of playing in the Premier League and in European football, probably he didn't enjoy it. You know, I think when you're an up-and-coming footballer, young footballer, you want that life. You want to be in the spotlight. You want to be a star. And you kind of get a taste of it. And you're like, I don't like this too much. So I guess, you know, he saw China calling, he saw the paychecks, like, this is good. I, I can make sure my family is well off for uh, decades, and I will just play my game here. I like the game, I just don't like the spotlight. Yeah, fair enough. He, yeah, I'm looking at his stats by club. He He's played 203 matches for Chelsea, uh, 13,111 minutes he played in 203 matches. For Shanghai Port in 179 matches yeah. has played 15,629 minutes. So in less games, he's played in more minutes. Than and after the 2014 FIFA World Cup, he only played one more game for Brazil, and it was a friendly against France. I think so. Huh. No, that was the last time he scored for Brazil. Oh, but that's still going back all the 20, all the way to 2015. So. Good point. Okay, let's move on to because I know we want to talk about United. So let's talk about United. What's 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 on your mind about United? Um, interesting results this past week. They they got a win against Villa and they drew Spurs. And unfortunately, we were really hoping they would pull a couple points off Spurs, but they drew. And um, I'm trying to think. 
I'm trying to think. Not not talk about David De Gea. Talk about David De Gea. Well, you seem to hate David De Gea, even though he has the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Um, I, I think I said this in the chat, I, but I may not have finished it. Uh, clean sheets is also a team stat, I think, as well. Hmm. Okay. okay. So I, I mean, it's it, it, they're also counted towards like players too. So. I think that also has some validity to official stats, but I think at times United have been one of the better teams defensively when Varane and Lissandra Martinez have been healthy. Obviously they're not right now. And we saw specifically that play with Harry Maguire. I think it was against Sevilla where he was given the ball back from David De Gea and it was a dumb ball to give back to him. He had no place to go. He was trapped. And he gives up the ball and Sevilla go and score. And it, it's yeah, it, it's bad decisions. He can't move the ball. He, he makes some clutch saves, obviously. He's uh, an unbelievable goalkeeper. He is uh, has been a world-class goalkeeper. I don't think the game has gone past him, but I don't think that being the starting goalkeeper for Man United is in his job next season for Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they will go out and find a new keeper. It's tough to say because I, I don't think Man United's biggest problem is in net right now. I think no. if you look at, I mean, goal differential, they have 49 goals. Mm-hmm. Arsenal 78, Man City have 84. They need to score more, and they, they need a striker who can really work well with Rashford and Anthony, I think, and you know Sancho's scoring here and there, but they truly need another striker. And I, I think they need to find a striker that suits the team, not just for the sake of you know getting a striker, just for the sake of spending money and finding one. They need to find the right player who, you know, plays well with the system and, and Ten Hag. And, you know, it's interesting about Ten Hag. I remember after the – so do you know the FIFA YouTuber streamer AA9Skills? Uh, yeah, and that, that name rings a bell. Yeah, he, he's gone viral a lot on TikTok for his football takes. And recently on Twitter, he said, Ten Nog, he's not him, even though it's funny. Is that a nine skills a couple months ago said, Oh, Ten Hog's the man for United, this guy's cooking, man, United are back. It's an incredible, it's incredible how people can just live in the moment. Yeah, they see things going wrong and they think this guy's not it. Right, like it's, Lucas always brought it up on the 90th man when we first started. You know, so it's so easy to be a prisoner of the moment in football, right? It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. People's opinions can change in a minute. I completely agree. No, I, I think that that's very valid. That's a very good point. Um, I can also just to play devil's advocate, but again, I agree with what you're saying. I think that's, uh, I think it's 100 percent accurate. I think just, again, to play devil's advocate, when opinions change, there's also a chance and there should be naturally the space to give it that opinions should be able to change when facts are different facts are presented as well or facts are changed as well or or as the facts move because numbers change as games move on and you're only good as your last as good as your last performance right so things are always changing especially in the sports world so your opinion can change very quick because 
facts can change very quickly in the sports world. And I think mm-hmm. opinions should change as facts change. That just shows that you're thinking on your own. But I do agree with what you're saying, 100%. They need to score. I think they're doing the right steps to s- secure those steps to get the scoring. It seems like they're going after Harry Kane, who I think is the ideal player for United to go after. If not, Osaman, I think is good too. There are other options, but I agree with you as well that scoring is the top priority, but that doesn't mean that you forget about the other things that you also need to work on in the future as well. They need some help in the midfield too. There is sometimes they have not looked great coming back. Sometimes you look at their midfield and go, where is their midfield? Right. There's, there's opportunities for them to grow and get better in the midfield. They have also young players that they can integrate into their lineup. But a thing to also think about is that David De Gea is getting older. He's not getting any younger. None Mm. of them are. So, it's just a matter of time. You can't expect him to be healthy for a full season too. So get somebody else in there who you're trying to get. Jack Butland isn't getting any games for a reason. And Dean Anderson isn't going to see a pitch anywhere near Manchester United for a very long time after the shit that he said just over the last couple of years. Oh, I don't want, coach to see me in practice because maybe he'll want to keep me shut up but united has a an issue with goalkeeping and Mm -hmm. the the goalkeeping just like the oilers did after last year with mike smith and he's getting older the oilers didn't have much of a system they need to create that system again right that's what needs to happen with man united yeah i think they i mentioned this on the uh Kickback crossover with Caroline Roll presented by Betway. Um, yeah, it's just it's just how the modern keeper is. Also, you have to be able to be, you know, able to work with the ball in your feet. And unfortunately, he has not really been very good at that. Yeah, and I think it's been getting worse as he's gotten older. So it's he's a club legend. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He's stuck by the club for so long through some of the, this dark period that they've been through now. Ten Hogs here and um. Yeah, is, is there anything else you want to talk about, Man United? No, Man United. No, let's move on, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a tweet that you wanted to yeah. bring up because, and I think this is a really good debate. Uh, but yeah, you what, what's this debate that you want to talk about here? So this Twitter user who is pretty big on football Twitter uh, put out this little thing that caused a little bit of a firestorm. Let me see if I can find it. I saw it just earlier here. Can I find it? I must have <laughs> liked it. Uh, I had it. Preparation. Preparation. Oh, all right, here, here it is. So he posts to this. Who is the one player that was glorified in the past that will flop in the modern game? Mod says, I'll start. Ryan Giggs. Ooh. I think... He's thinking of Ryan Giggs in, like, you know, the late 2000s where he's in his 30s, kind of going to his 40s. Ryan Giggs in the 90s, early 2000s, had blistering pace, which I think would really suit today's game considering how fast-paced it is. And I think he would also adapt to 
the modern game with his speed, which would be just so much fun to watch. Um, you know, you look at someone like Mane and Salah, who had so much speed and the way Jurgen Klopp was really to, able to get the most of that. So I don't think Ryan Giggs would be a flop. Maybe sure in his later years, but that's football. But if we're t- talking like Ryan Giggs in his prime, I think he'd be fine in the modern game. I saw this stat. Uh, I, I I think I did see that tweet. I didn't see what the first part read, but I did see the Ryan Giggs part. And I saw somebody respond, go, uh, Ryan Giggs, uh, domestic trophies, 35. Chelsea's domestic trophies, 34. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So... Um... Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I think Ryan Giggs is – I think that's a bad call there. Some people are saying David Beckham. Um, you know, the thing okay, is, okay, oh, okay, okay. Listen, Moz, I, I have been uh, a long detractor of voicing this opinion – but I strongly agree with that opinion. Are you saying David Beckham is overrated or was overrated? David Beckham is an unbelievable footballer. But (laughs) would you not think that David Beckham would be a little bit man, James Madison ish kind of it's, I think you might be onto something like, Oh, I can hear the opinions now. Oh, I don't know, man. I, he, again. He'd be a good midfielder. You yeah. know, he's I, what one person um, said might be a hot take, but Beckham, as a right wing, his career stats are very subpar. Okay, but I mean, we can't really bring in stats. It's, Stats isn't a great indication of how good a player is. You know, you could have poor stats and still be a fantastic footballer, right? Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, uh, geez, I'm trying to think here. Okay. Beckham sounds like it could be it. Listen, 2001, 2002, most amount of goals he ever had in a single season 11. 97 98 the second most amount uh, most amount of goals which was tied with oh, 2000 2001 with nine he had a lot of assists he had a good amount of assists which was what he was he was a ball distributor 15 assists in 99 2000 13 and 97 98 uh, and in 2011 in the MLS he had 13 but his top 4 or 5 is with Man United. He was very good at moving the ball. And he great free kick. Great at taking free kicks. A magician with the ball. But again, I think not necessarily one-dimensional, but maybe maybe the argument can be made that the team around him made him better. I think the player that would flop in the modern game would be probably Michael Owen. Oh, that's a good call too. I, I'm I'm very much behind that too. Ah, ah, he's kind of who I kind of compare him to. Ah, no, maybe not. Kind of no, no. I can I can 100 percent can I get behind that? 
Yeah. That's kind of sad, but I can get behind that. Are we actually, little... actually, I mean, no, I was going to say Miroslav Klose, but he also like, he was just very good at World Cups. He was very good. I liked Miroslav Klose. Like, like Michael for... Owen won the Ballon d'Or, to be fair, yeah. in 2001. He yeah. he scored tw- 18 goals in the Premier League in 98-99. And in 97-98, he scored 18 goals. So, honestly, Michael Owen would be just, you know, a good striker at any Premier League club. Yeah, Maybe. Like, I, I don't know. It's like Jamie Vardy. Look at Erling Holland, who's scoring 30 goals already. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Maybe I'm, it's hard for me to say. Like, is it because I haven't seen and watched any Michael Owen? But like, I think we're know, getting a little like English bias. You know who I think was kind of underrated on the flip side? Mm. Peter Crouch. Yeah, I always like, loved Peter Crouch. Freddie Youngberg. I don't know who that is. Fair, okay, he's a Celtic player. Maybe better for Liam, but. Oh yeah, Liam would be Liam's at my neck right now. But I don't give a shit. I think I, I think honestly, I know we're going back to there's a lot of Man United players that could who really were able to excel because of Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson was the type of manager who can just get the best out of a lot of players and he demanded a lot of out of his players, and I think his players love playing for him. But I think maybe Vidic. Oh, why? I, I don't know if Vidic. No. No. I can't, sir. I am holding this microphone like Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's no disrespect in, to Vidic. In, I, I, I think Vidic. Wall Street. I need you to understand how wrong you are with I, what you just said. I think Vidic was perfect for his era. You are. I, I'm sorry. I have to say this. You are meat riding Jamie Carragher right now, so hard. I don't. He's a guy who wouldn't do well in the modern era. A hundred percent, but he wasn't a fucking star. Yes, he, he was. He was one of the best players that Liverpool okay. had in the back. Okay, fair enough. He was very good. But maybe, maybe good. I'm just reading off the one tweet I found about Vidic. It's because a lot of defenders would not work in a modern high line. That does kind of make sense. A lot of those players, they, they were more used to the slower tempo of football back then. They didn't need a speed. I think today as a modern defender, you need pace. Slower tempo? 100%. Have you, have you watched the Premier League in like 2002, 2004? Yeah, it's prob- it was very slow. It's not as high pace as today, and today you need pace. Unfortunately, that's how it is. It's like any maybe the I've, maybe the fast breaks or the, yeah, the, it's, the breakouts are quicker. Then it shows a great you know one on one tackling hard nosed defender. Like the question is, would even Roy Keane be good in this modern era? I don't think so. Yes, he would. He would one hundred percent be. God, it's a lot of United players that we're calling out here, eh? Yes. Oh, 100%. Uh, what about the Italians? Like, I know. I was Cattuso. looking the Italian team, too, but there's no one really that I was And, and yes, to Chavi, they would do fine. Torres would do fine. Like, a lot of the... Um, the S- Spain or the Spanish kids are fine, too. 
I think I, I think Gattuso is the one Italian that kind of sticks no. out to me. Like I, I don't know. You know who it would be, and it would mm. just be unfair judgment. It would one hundred percent be Ronaldinho, because it would one hundred percent be Ronaldinho. Only because everybody would say he's so flashy. He's only he's doing blah 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 blah. As soon as he would have a little bit of a, a slide, they'll go, "Oh look, oh no, no flish flash, blah blah blah." Taking a bath, like he's he's it's so. He would be just like Neymar or, or Anthony or something like that. He would just get so many mm-hmm. unnecessary comments because of how flashy he was. Although, like the numbers again would back it up, and he would be very good. Just so many people would be like, "Oh, just play the game." Yeah. I That's think interesting. Would, be would modern would Ronaldinho excel in the modern game? That's Interesting question because you look at players hmm. like Neymar, you look at Anthony, and they they do all these tricks, and they get, they get criticized for them. But to be fair, I mean Neymar is probably the best when it comes to that Brazilian flair. Anthony is coming up, uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard to really cement that in the Premier League. Even Cristiano Ronaldo, what doing when he's doing a step overs, he got criticized for that in the Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, it's funny how it's funny how Ronaldinho and all do, do these tricks against Premier League clubs, and the Premier League clubs would lose. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, and again, that's not me saying that I think Ronaldinho is overrated by any means. I, I he was one of my favorite players growing up. I loved yeah. Ronaldinho. I just think that. Just think about how Twitter, and I think it boils down to Twitter. All of it comes down to Twitter and how people would talk about Twitter mm-hmm. or talk about him on Twitter, and and that would just resonate with everybody. So I think it would have to be, not have to be, but it would be Ronaldinho. I think he could get tossed in there too. All right, Brett, I think we've been on this topic uh, for a little while now. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough one, man. Like, cause you know, you would think it, a, they're glorified for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, there's one thing I wanted to bring up, and it is United related again. I'm sorry, but this was very, very interesting, actually. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I think I had it. Oh, here it is. Um, Ipswich, Ipswich, I'm, I'm Ips- sure, have scored the most goals out of any team in England's top four leagues. Oh, yeah. Do you know who their forward coach is? I do, but I will let you uh, announce it for the uh, anticipation. Former Man United backup keeper, Lee Grant. Isn't that insane? That's so weird. Yeah. Like, because I, I remember how much, and this isn't necessarily a conspiracy theory. This is just a, a, a theory maybe that I, I, I've been thinking about. But I wonder how much when he wasn't playing so much at the end of his career, just being paid to hold up the substitution board. I wonder how much of his contract was being paid just to basically learn to be a coach or being on the staff. Because mm-hmm. you look at Michael Keane right now, too. Yeah. Right? And Michael Carrick is doing well Michael as well. Carrick. Yeah, Michael no, a lot of former, former United guys. But that was Michael Keane? Michael Carrick. Yes, Michael Keane's a former defender. He's still playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus. Oh, it's late. I've been moving. Yeah. Um, yes. Michael Garrett. That's exactly who I'm talking about. Think about when he, he came and managed United after 
uh, Ollie moved too. Like mm-hmm. they have been moving up in the standings as well. Interesting to kind of see potentially the the coaching breeding ground that United might be pumping out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's move on to uh, Sunday League. Our Sunday yeah. League is about to get fired up here next week, Tuesday. It's six thirty for us start. The Empton Oilers play probably at eight o'clock, Brett. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting how we can manage that. I'm, I'm gonna try and yeah. go to the game, uh, our game. I want to play. I want to get some fitness in. Uh, yesterday and today, I went to our football pitch to just try to do some cardio, play with the ball a bit. Holy shit, I'm out of shape. <laughs> Three sprints towards like the half way pitch, half of the pitch. I even like will fucking gasp me. It's ridiculous. Oh, dude, I I have a bike where I'm at now, so I'm oh, going to be hitting the bike here. But no, I did the same thing, taking the ball out. I, I My goal this year is I want to get better at long distance shots because that's where I'm going to be mostly this year at CDM. So I want to be able to get a ball However, and, and take a shot. But the ball that I went out with wasn't fully pumped. So I was just sending shots over the so, net. So I need a ball that's pumped up here. So Greg yeah. is uh, our owner of the Sunday League team. And I saw him just uh, before this podcast. I was handing him a card. And he's like, yeah, well, at least he'll be on the bench. But what did that mean? Well, um, that means there's a better player than me at right back. Thank God. No, honestly, our, our <laughs> coach, Pope, we, our coach's name is Pope. And He's fired up for the season. He really thinks we have a really good squad. On like, if everyone's together, like, he sent me a text this afternoon. He's like, he's really pumped, eh? He's like, this is. The Let me see. I'm trying to figure it out here. He's like, I just, I just saw that he said, um, I am erect at this team. Holy fuck. <laughs> so he's he is amped. Like he thinks we can literally beat some the top teams and go on a it's just yeah. I'm pumped, dude. I'm, I yeah, genuinely am he's, pumped. And... He's really pumped to get tires on this team and he thinks he can really get a lot of it out of it. We so. have uh, dude, and uh, you weren't there on Sunday. There is a possibility. A possibility. That Maddie gets on this team. Yeah, team. I heard. I heard. Dude, imagine all of us are on the team. Luke is on the team. Greg is coaching. I don't know. I think Greg is coaching. I don't know if he's playing. But if we have – if our goalkeeper comes, we're going to have a good goalkeeper. If he doesn't, my buddy is going to be showing up and playing for us too. He's a good goalkeeper who's been playing for a long time. We have a lot of really good players who are showing up. Don't we have like a Div 1 striker showing up too? Yeah. We're going to be bumping, dude. If we if we really get clicking here, I do think too that we can really prove some teams wrong here. I, I think we can potentially get promoted. My buddy, did you hear what uh, my uh, – so I added two of my buddies are on the team this year. So yeah. I, I, I got a couple buddies to join. My one buddy, did you hear what uh, he said to Pope when they were no. talking about joining? He <laughs> messages Pope and he goes, if I play or when, when we play, I will get us promoted. Not, <laughs> not I can get us promoted. He said, I will get us promoted. 
That's, so we're going up, baby. <laughs> he's going to demand a lot of some of these players, I think. Oh, God. I'm so pumped, dude. I, I, I really am pumped. I, I haven't played, uh, so I need to get my cardio in really bad. I haven't played ball hockey but... in like a month. Indoor ended like two months ago. So it's I really need to get my cardio going, but I can't wait for this season. Yeah, it's I, I just I'm excited to have a team where there's more than 10 guys on a pitch. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's we're gonna, have a bench. we're gonna have a bench. Like that was our biggest problem last year. But uh, uh, any anything else you want to mention, Brett? I do want to mention that if again, this is Sunday League pundits. We want to talk about your Sunday leagues as well. So always remember that you can hit us up on any of our social medias with some of your Sunday League stories. We want to talk about your stories. We want to talk about your crazy goals. Crazy referees, crazy opponents, crazy parents at games. We want to talk about all that type of stuff because it's the beautiful game. And what would it be without the shared experience? So make sure you message us, DM us on any of our social medias, and we will try and get to them, and we will read them on the podcast here. Thank you for tuning into Sunday League Pilots presented by Betway. See you next week. 